You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. Welcome to PHP Ugly, episode 328. We are three friends who develop the PHP programming language, talk about life, contracting, PHP, everything else. With me here, as always, uh, well, I'm Tom Rideout. With me here, as always, is Eric Van Johnson. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And John Congdon. When did we start working on internals? <laughs> I was going to say that. Thank you. <laughs> I I don't think I've ever touched a, a, a line of the source code of PHP, but I do appreciate the compliment. Well, you tried. You weren't allowed. <laughs> That's true. Very true. It locked me out. I was I'm, too I'm good trying for to him. say we're we're three we're three friends. Who created a podcast together, and I'm glad we're here to do it tonight. And as always, Tom forgot to mention we have a few people to thank for this podcast. We have a sponsor, HoneyBadger.io, and our supporters on Patreon. And we're going to talk about all of them a little later in the show. But for now, if you'd like to be part of this live broadcast that we do every Thursday night. Oh, ooh, I know this part. <laughs> it's discord.phpugly.com. Come and join us. Good job, Tom. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even close to a good job. Hey, thank you. You've been busting my ball for the last month about my, how, my intros. Oh, busting your think? ball. That's a deep cut. You know it. Yeah. All right. So you're gonna you need me to pick it up from here? I can do that. How was everybody's week? It's good. Oh, I love these intros. I know. Yeah. 328, yeah, yeah. 328 episodes in, and we're still doing and great. It's, it's, it's like it's new every week. Like it's new every week. This is the first time doing it. All right, Tom, how was your week? Talk to me, brother. <laughs> it was it was very interesting. Uh, you know, I've been working on the same thing for two weeks and then found out today at the last minute that there is a massive crisis, a massive collision of two data points, which means that the last two weeks are a total loss. And uh, as, a, as a junior developer, it would have broken me. As a senior developer, I can recover from being broken much quicker. It's... So it's still broke you, is what you're saying. It did. It did. I have like it, an early AM meeting tomorrow that is just like, hey, by the way, we all missed this. It's catastrophic. Yikes. Catastrophic yeah. is a big word. It really is. Oh god. Now and now you won't be surprised at all to hear that it's dealing with Apple. Apple the product? Uh, Apple the company. Specifically, okay. Apple Pay the product. No, Apple the company. We do have joys of Apple Pay. We've talked about it many times on this show. It is a it is a rough trade, and I was not ready for mm. 
being completely ready to deploy and just having somebody hand me a, a pile of shit in their hand. Like, just, here you go. Here's here's your pile. Like, guess what? This will never work. <laughs> what? I'm confused on, like, obviously you can't share details too much, but what happened? Like, why? What, what rendered the last two weeks completely useless? So... That question's to you, Tom. Yeah, it's sort of a tough one to answer, but I'll say that Apple Pay is not a credit card processor. They are a credit card provider. So they they act as a wallet. And you, you can request the wallet handover information to you, but Apple Pay has the permissions to say like well i'm not giving you that information uh a lot of that revolves around domain name ownership and validation so if you're working with one processor then you can't work with another processor as well because both of them want to confirm your domain with a different key Hmm. I are you sure about that? Nope. I would say I don't think that's completely correct because uh, a lot of well, I don't know. I I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I mean, maybe on maybe on iOS devices it is correct that you have to go through Apple Pay and you can't go through anything else. You do have to go through Apple Pay, but Apple Pay is not a processor. Apple Pay is a wallet. Right. So you still have to go through a processor. Are you? Is this happening on the iOS device? Uh, so this is actually a any device that accepts Apple Pay, iOS, OS X, anything with Safari. <laughs> well, that See, sounds like fun. It. Yeah, it's awful. Did you learn anything? Uh, don't work with Apple. See? Then it wasn't a complete loss. Not a total loss. Not a total yeah. loss. How about you, John? How was your week? Uh, we haven't my spoken week is... much this week. We haven't because we're trying to still get the magazine out for March. I'm sorry, everyone. It's We're close. Like I was, I'm, about ready. I'm about ready to hit the button just before the show, but couldn't get it done, so... Either after the show, first thing tomorrow, March will finally be released. The good news is we have all but, I think, two columns for April. So April should come out much earlier. And then we're really going to have to be on the ball for May. Yeah, we're, we're going to stay so on top stressed. of it. Uh, Why, what's, I, happening I, I, in, what's happening in May? We'll get to that. I got to tell you, I, I am really enjoying using the magazine for a quote-unquote book club with the team that I work on. Every other week, or twice a month, so the first and third Monday of a month, the the entire dev team comes together and chooses an article that just spurs on conversation. And this Monday, we talked about Chris Tankersley's uh, microservice article from last month's, from the February issue. And it spurs on great conversation. So I highly encourage anyone that's part of a team, even if you've got 
10, 15, 20 people, you know, it's a great camaraderie, like coming on, talking about something geeky, but also how, not only can you talk about the author's take on the subject, whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, but also how to incorporate that topic into whatever application you're working on. So I don't know. I find it fascinating. It's, it's been uh it's a great use of the magazine. I like it. Is this available in like a PDF format for a whole team to to get? It is available in PDF, EPUB, not Moby anymore. It's available in print. If you come to PHP Tech, which Tom was asking about, in May in Chicago, you will get a copy of the April edition in your swag bag. Up, oh, you're muted, Eric. Apparently, that will be a thing that John has committed us to. It is a thing I am committing us to. Along those lines, John, I've always said that if you're a a person who goes to user groups, the magazine is a great little user group hack for presentations. Like if you want to do a presentation at a user group, you don't know what to talk talk about, pick up any edition of PHP Architect, flip through it, and I can almost guarantee you there will be a great presentation basically laid out for you in the magazine. Mm-hmm. So I've always felt that, that way. Interesting, interesting you say that. The editorial for March's issue that's coming out tonight or tomorrow uh, touches on that. The big thing being I learn so much by giving a presentation. I give a presentation because I want to share something. I, I learned something. I want to share my knowledge of it. Lately, it's been all about event sourcing. But giving that presentation, I go off and I learn a little bit more, which make, made me kind of sit back and think about all the presentations I've ever seen. And yes, those people wanted to share information with an audience, but it was also a huge learning opportunity for them as well. Yeah. we don't. None of us are experts and know everything about a topic. No, speak for yourself. I will say that I always regret committing to do it, doing a presentation. And then by the time I'm done with it, I'm always so happy that I did it because it's just, I don't know. It, it's just a really fulfilling experience. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe one day I'll actually be able to talk at a conference. Somebody will actually have me at a conference and talk. I mean, I, I feel that way about lighthouse. I did a presentation on uh GraphQL with lighthouse. And it was like, I had no experience and I spent um we could tell in the talk. I didn't do it in San Diego. <laughs> did it in Colorado Springs. But it, it you know, you spend ten hours of of real like hard like real work time and you can learn something that is a lifetime skill. I I'm a huge proponent of, of of that, I, and I wish that the uh, Colorado Springs uh, user group had lasted longer than it did. But you can always start back up. Yeah, just saying. Someone should do that. I'm curious who Nandero is in Discord. Nandero, did you speak at Tech in the past? Are you speaking this year at Tech? Question mark. I don't know. I don't recognize that name. Yes, do you, you do. Yes. Do I? 
Yes, he's been at our meetups the past few months. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. All right, taking him off the screen then. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, he's he's huge. He's been a speaker and huge in the PHP community, even though he doesn't do as much PHP anymore. Uh, but he's been participating in the user group, and it's nice having you here in San Diego. Man, I hate that phrase, and I hear it more and more. Used to be what? big in the PHP, but doesn't really do it much anymore. He's now, I think, if I remember, Neil, it's uh, he's doing security more and yeah. more. Well, he was always doing security, wasn't he? I mean, I remember yeah. him as a security guy. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not just him. It's just, like, I hear that from, unfortunately, more more developers than than I would like to admit. I told you guys I went to scale last or a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and yes. um, I, I reached out to to the scale organizer because we we used to exchange. Uh, we used to talk a little bit. Matter of fact, I went and checked out their YouTube channel, and I am the first video on their YouTube channel from back when I used to interview their speakers for their their scale. So I, I, it was only for like two years, I think like scale 11, scale 12 or something. I interviewed a bunch of speakers. They have two, two of the videos, uh, on their YouTube channel. One of them just happens to be the first video. So, you know, I'm not going to say I started the YouTube channel, but you know, I am the first video on the YouTube channel. We'll we'll say you can come back from any shameful experience. (laughs) We've all, we've all dropped a database table. We've all, Made mistakes that brought production down, but the reason I brought that up is uh, I didn't. There was there was an experience about that that I didn't share with you. Now I love scale, and I'm a big open source person, so I'm very comfortable in that environment. But this visit to scale, I engaged with a lot of vendors, which reminds me, John, we have we must make sure that we have a booth there next year. There's no excuse for us not to. We have to have a booth there next year. But in engaging with those vendors, like I love living in my PHP bubble. I love it. But I forget how many people like to turn their nose down at PHP. And like right in front of you. It's like, fuck you. All right. Well, you know, I guess I won't do business with you, but I'd still take your money in a sponsorship situation. (laughs) (laughs) There was one vendor, but there were, there were a couple of vendors like that. It was like that. Oh, PHP. All right. Well, yeah, just give me, you know, you know, whatever. There was one vendor in particular, and I'm going to withhold the name to protect the innocent because I'm not saying this individual speaks for that entire brand. Okay, if I figure it out, I'll I'll say it out loud. You absolutely won't. This is like uh, this is somebody I didn't know existed uh, until I ran into them. Uh, it, it's very very fringe. But son, literally, that, that's actually a hint. It's very fringe. Just, you know, just saying. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I was talking to a person who was clearly a salesperson who didn't understand, who wasn't deep into tech. And they asked where I worked. And I'm like, oh, what do you should ask? I work for PHP Architect. And they, they were like, okay, what is that? I'm like, we're a magazine focused on the PHP programming language in the community. She's, oh, I'm not familiar with PHP. Okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And I'm happy to explain PHP to them. 
this jerk co-worker, obviously a tech person, comes sliding in between us and goes, oh, it's just a scripting language. It's just like for small projects and stuff. I'm like, excuse me? What did you say? Yeah, and, you know, uh, small projects like Facebook and Google. And, 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 and he, he's like, he's, you could tell he was really trying to discourage her from engaging with me. And I forget what he really said that, you know, kind of was the, like the last tick for me. And you might not know it, but I have, I can, I can maintain my composure and, you know, but I have a limit. Doesn't sound I, right. And he, he said something like, uh, I, I, God, I can't even remember what he said. And I said, well, yeah, you know, we're only running like 80% of the internet. So yeah, maybe small scale, who knows? Oh, I think that's what he said. He's like, it's really, it's really just a templating program. I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess technically you're right. That's how it started. It, it is a scripting language, but it's also the language that runs 80% of the internet, and it's a language that's been around for you know so long. And and I just wanted to punch this guy in the mouth, but but yeah, just and it's in grown general, past that. It's no, it's no longer that. Yeah, and, but in general, there were like a few vendors like that. Where you, you can see that they're very engaging. You're like, hey, maybe I can sell you something. And then you're like, yeah, I, I, I do PHP programming. It's like, okay, just like take a take a freebie. Just take a I, take a doll. I okay, but I have to interject. I did do go I did go to one of these these sort of San Diego tech entrepreneur meetup things. And they very clearly had booth girls and tech bros. And were they were they hired people for their booths versus actually being representatives? Yeah. So like there was a there was a weird uh uh masculinity alpha male thing going on that made me very uncomfortable. But that was also when I realized that I had to quit my job because I had somebody come up to me and say, Hey, what do you do? What, like, you know, what area of the internet do you work on? And my buddy and I were there together and we said, Oh, we, uh, we're spammers. What? You're spammers? That's what you said. Yeah. And we looked at each other and we were like, that's, that's pretty much it. Right. We're, we're spammers. And then both of us had a resume in the next day where it was like, we realized when people were asking us honestly what it was we did, we had to honestly face what it was we did. And we were totally spammers. I was I was a very good spammer. And it did not even occur to me before this event that, that's like just what I did for a living. I was good at circumventing email regulations and spamming people. And it's those events are very odd. You know, PHP tech is, is, is for PHP people. Like you're in the community, you're doing the thing you want to learn more, but those mixers are just weird. Yeah, that I think the one you're talking about is actually coming back up, and they just reached out to me saying, "Hey, can you announce this to your group?" 
Haven't haven't figured out what to do yet. If I'm going to or not. And then announcing anything to after May. And I mean, I'll, it's I'll, it's I'll always that. it's got to be with caveats. It's got to be like, hey, these are these are market makers, and these are these are people who are making their business on recruiting. Don't don't be somebody's extra money. Fulfill your your personal goals. We had a we had a pretty good pretty good couple of days of sales for PHP Tech. I'm I've been really happy with the 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 headcount mm-hmm. that's slowly growing. It's uh, clicking up there little by little. Just need to get um, the BetterHelp team out there. Yeah, I don't know. I've been wait. I've been waiting to see that one because I got to figure that's going to be a big one. That's going to be a big. That's going. I'm like double digits. I'm thinking minimum ten, probably like fifteen. I mean, that's going to be. I'm excited about that one. Really excited about that one. I'm sure it's coming in any day any, now. Any day. I. I'm not allowed. To, I'm. I'm not allowed to talk about BetterHelp. It is. The most honest, down-to-earth company that I've ever worked for. It is the least controversial, the least... every Everything that they do... I, I, I have had some problems this week, though. I can't talk about that. <laughs> but I can. <laughs> I very much can. No, you can't. Absolutely, I can. I am so proud to be working for a company that values its customers the way it does. And, like, I can't get much beyond that, but the day-to-day is so focused on the customer experience, the customer value. It is I – I am constantly shocked by how much the company I work for – values their customers and their experience and a lot of the the shit that's been going around lately drives me crazy because i can't talk about it neither can you guys i mean i can i mean i I, you know what it is john yeah i shared it with you oh you shared it with me i shared it with you hey woods i like your advice thank you very much uh, that's, that's I am way. honored to work for this company. Well, let's just I cannot say I cannot say, say which way. company it is. You've already said it. What are you talking about? <laughs> You've said it like three times. <laughs> I am honored to work for this company. That's all I want to say. That, that's what I would expect coming from a spammer. <laughs> 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 you are poking the bear. You know, he I, always does it to me. I, I'm gonna go if back you to get my me week fired, just You guys have to hire me at the same rate. Yeah, nope, ain't happening. Um, you, we mentioned we we're talking earlier about C code for when uh, the PHP programming language, blah blah blah. I actually got to dive into it just the, the, the tiniest bit of C this week because. I was trying to figure out how something was working uh, with the with Asterisk PBX uh, software that we use, and it's just it's always fun. Like for those that don't oh, know, PBX is it's telephone the, systems. 
yeah. So I, I get to work on phone systems a little bit, and it's fun. And I was trying to to look into something, and ended up in a GitHub repo in C code, and I'm actually following through. I'm like, well, this is stupid. They got the same error message right here in two different paths, and it's annoying me because now I don't. I'm seeing the error message in my logs, but I don't know which one of these it's triggering. It is stupid. I didn't fix How'd it. How did that work out for you? It didn't. Really, the whole it's stupid approach didn't work? I, I thought it would. I was shocked that it didn't. <laughs> Pointers, motherfucker. How do they work? <laughs> I've been doing uh, a bunch of coding, too, man. It's just so exciting. I, I enjoy. I, I just Every time I have the opportunity to do the poetry we call coding, I just get, I just get, I just get excited. I enjoy it. When you get out of Nandaru's uh, plight of being in management, when you can step back and actually be productive. That's right. How, how's that project going? I know we talked to the client this week, and you said that you had a bunch of stuff on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Is it? How's it's it progressing? Well. Yeah, it's going well. I, I'm actually going. I'm getting ready. I've been. I've been bunching up all my event sourcing stuff to so that I can do it all in one branch. I mean, it's all these little so I got to say this is one of the things that's annoying about event sourcing, at least the way we implement it. I don't know, there's probably a better way of doing it. Uh but there's a lot of so what's happening right now is the the client gave us a bunch of feedback where they're like, "Well, we want the customer to be able to do this. We want the customer to be able to do that." And and like they're mostly just flags that the custom that the that the I'm sorry client the client to be able to do this client to be able to do that and they're mostly flags that the client can set in the admin interface. The problem is is everything is handled by my back end that that I developed. So all these configurations now have to be pushed to my system and. The piece, the specific piece that they're talking about being able to configure is the one piece that I have event sourced. So I'm tracking everything about this, this uh, thing that it's sending, sending me. And now all of a sudden I have like another six like little flags to add to it, which like if it wasn't event source, it'd be pretty easy to do. If it was like it's just a straight database, I I create some columns to database. Maybe I tell the model to make these these columns fillable. Pretty much done, right? It's pretty simple. But now I have to like with event sourcing, I have to like okay, you know, everything gets event sourced separately. So I was like, okay, if this is if they're setting this, then you know do this, and if they're setting this, then do that and do. Th- it's just like I'm not looking forward to that. It's like, oh, there's so much, so many of these little flags now that I have to, I have to now event source because it's part of that stream. And it's but not. I get, it's, I, get so an, I get so annoyed at this point when I go to all. Of, I mean, the vast majority of the data I work in is not event sourced, and when mm-hmm. I have somebody tell me, and it happened today, this stopped working. Uh, we we allow people to set up custom SMTP servers so they can authenticate either with an API or they can give us username and password to some SMTP server. And then usually with OAuth, tokens eventually expire and sometimes the the uh, uh, re-authentication doesn't work, uh, the refresh token for whatever reason. And the client will come to us and say that it was disconnected and today was 
it just connected yesterday at some point and I wasn't notified and I don't know why. And I go and I look in the database and of course everything is authenticated and working fine because it's the current state. It's not event source. So I can't go and look like, well, what was the state yesterday when they were complaining? So I, I understand the the struggle with it or the annoyance where, oh, I could just set these flags and be done. But in a month or two months when customers start using it and they're like, hey, I, I checked this flag and it didn't work. And you're going to be like, well, not according to all of our data. Or, 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 or more importantly. And then you accidentally unchecked it. <laughs> yeah, or more importantly, it's like, we didn't check this check this flag. You know why? Why are why is this happening on the website? We never said for it to happen. With event stars, you can go back and say, yeah. Not only did you check it, but this is the person that checked it, and this is when they checked it because we're tracking all that shit. So right. yes, you did. Yeah, I, I see the, who, when, and where, the, why. I see the benefit of it. Like I said, I, I, I haven't, I haven't argued that since like getting my head around event sourcing. Uh, I, I, much like a lot of these programming paradigms, I, I definitely see the event. I just don't have the capacity to like comprehend it until I like, I, for me, for me, like understanding development patterns and workflows is, is like a muscle memory thing for me. Like I can't read it and understand it. I have to have somebody to explain it to me. And even then I need to do it like two, three, four times before everything starts to start to click. And it's, it's a very frustrating way to live, to be completely honest with you, but it's, it's how you know, I've managed to survive this long. And every time I think like, I'm never going to understand this. That's usually when it starts to click for me, <laughs> which I'm, I'm getting close to that with event sourcing. I'm getting close to saying, I'm just not going to understand this ever. And, but I feel like I'm there. Like, I feel like I understand everything and what needs to happen and where it has to happen. I don't think I could do it again by myself, like creating the aggregate and all that from scratch. But I definitely feel like I, I under, I'm understanding everything's purpose, like I'm understanding how data is flowing through the system. Yeah, that's one of those. It takes you have to do it a couple of times to kind of get that figured out. Yeah, my my biggest um, event sourcing code that still hasn't gone live. I wrote. Uh, wish I could even tell you. It's currently sitting at 125 files. Uh, over 5,000 lines added. And then the big issue happened a couple of months ago that we've talked about on the, sh- on the show. I then had to go rip out a bunch of it because we are no longer doing business with that company mm-hmm. and must have removed some 40 of those files. <laughs> it's like wow, I, I spent wow, all this time. Wow. I did all this work and I was like, rant, rant, let's just go and take them out now. But it still works. But I mean, I mean that's, that's kind of the beauty of it. That's the job, right? I mean, like, I, I was just saying that I dealt with two weeks of development on something that is catastrophically failing. We we can't fix it. We can't make it work. And I think as old school developers, we've all had that project that we spent months on that never saw the light of day. And it feels awful. It does. I, I mean, I've had it happen plenty of times. It's nothing new. 
Well, I think if I was going to take a junior developer and say anything to them to, to convince them to continue on this career path, I would say you're going to work on something that will never see the light of day. It's okay that it's never going to happen. It's okay that it gets rejected. It's just, it feels awful, but it happens. Mm. And it's not the end of the world. It's especially if you're an employee, you're getting paid to do this code, even if it doesn't see the light of day. Uh, that feels worse. It, that feels well, so much worse to me. Like if I'm working on something that's it depends on who who made the decision not to release it, right? If you were were paid to to write code and then they said, "Eh, we we switch gears." It sucks and you're like, oh, "I just spent so much of my life doing this and now it's gone." That sucks. But that was their decision. If you spent 2 weeks writing something and then you failed, that feels terrible. But hang but on. But you're you're going to fail. Yes, at some time. I way to help I have not dropped, fail. I've dropped whole databases. I stepped on it. Try again. <laughs> but a way to not fail. <laughs> Let's get to one of our sponsors for this episode. If you're like most devs, too much of your time gets sucked up with downtime issues, troubleshooting, and error tracking. How can you spend more time shipping code and less time putting out fire- fires? Honey Badger is how. Hey, that was a good transition right there. Perfect. It's a suite of monitoring tools specifically for devs. It's the only system that combines error monitoring, uptime monitoring, and cron and heartbeat monitoring into a clean, fast interface. Sure, you can get familiar with any interface. Well, why waste your time learning something Frankensystem, some Frankensystem interface that looks like an airplane cockpit when you when what you need is clarity and speed. You won't know if Honey Badger will really save you time and trouble until you see how it works in your own tool chain. With two lines of code in five minutes, you can see for yourself. Honey Badger automatically hooks into popular web frameworks, job systems, authentication libraries, and front-end JavaScript. Imagine fixing errors before your users can even report them. Five minutes of your time with the free trial is all it takes to see if it will work for you. It just might be the best five minutes you've spent in a while. Check out honeybadger.io. I love the the part of this ad where they talk about Franken systems because I agree there are there are some things you get into and it's just the interface is so overwhelming and complicated and honey badger does make it super easy to just get what you need. And, and we honestly use this a lot. Uh, yes. We, we, we are a, we don't get it for free. We subscribe to it. Uh, we, I think we subscribed to it before they became a sponsor. So we've been, uh, we've been subscribing to their service longer than they've been a sponsor of the show. Uh, so it's really it's really that good. Don't try too hard. Don't we're try too hard. We're on board. No, we're being honest, so it's that's not true. I know. Just, just let them know. <laughs> right, I I've asked Eric in the past. I'm like, they're a sponsor. I'm sure we could probably get this covered. And he's like, nah. <laughs> <We're good." laughs> 
I like that. I like. I like that the way you read that. See, I I would have read that differently, especially that whole. Hey, uh, those other systems are like cocks, pits, <laughs> airplane cockpits. Yeah. Um, well, I would have. I would have brought up the cuck chair. I'm gonna bear that word. You bother me. You bother me, my friend. I, I, I did consider just blanking and be like, I don't know what we're supposed to do right now. <laughs> Tom would be gotten it. He wouldn't, wouldn't have registered. He, he's already forgotten about last week. Is that what you're saying? We were, we're all trying to forget about last week. Are you kidding me? Anyway, thank you, Honey Badger. Thank you, Honey Badger. So uh, I, I want to get into a few tickets here uh, that, I, that I have. I'm going to burn through these before the show get, runs too long. I say as I pause to drink. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> I'm very interested because I've I'll, the only thing I have is that is that uh, they allowed an AI to use human interaction. Okay, we'll talk about we'll talk about AI stuff here in a second. First, let me talk about GitHub. So this is interesting, and since we have some security minded folk watching the stream t- today uh if you are on github github is no longer making it an option for 2fa you're being forced to implement 2fa on your account thoughts good uh, i think that's awesome what are their options do they i i know they have a ton like i use my security key i have uh the OTP. Do they have SMS? Yeah, I'm, I don't. I honestly know. I, I use the uh, the OTP too, so yeah. I, I haven't looked at the. Do you guys I, I not do? You guys not have U, uh, keys? That, that's what I meant. John that's does. what I said. YubiKey. So yeah. I, after seeing John's with his YubiKey, I really want to get one, but it doesn't make sense uh, at the desktop because. I mean, why would I? Why would I have it at my desktop, right? Just, the desktop I, I, doesn't go anywhere. I have a little um, kind of pain in the ass U- to install. I have a USB C hub that's like mounted right under my desk right here, with mm-hmm. a key in it, and I can just reach down and just touch it, and I'm good to go. As I share it, <laughs> maybe. Me- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's do it. We, 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 oh boy! Good job. Let's, uh, let's oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Oops! Nice and secure. Good job. Good oh, thing man. I don't use that key. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I haven't used that key in in weeks. Actually, I don't use that. I happen to have that one plugged in. The one that I use for my laptop. The one that you just touched and dumped a string. I yeah. uh, I had. We, a, we, Maybe Tom, maybe you know. John and I had a question about this. Like, if you use a YubiKey, can you have multiple physical devices? Like, multiple physical YubiKeys? Yeah. Yeah. So, I have two YubiKeys. I have the one that I leave in my laptop, generally speaking. And then I have the one in my wallet. Really? Yeah. I think I'm ordering a YubiKey. I'm ordering me a YubiKey, John. So the, the YubiKey is the YubiKey is a <laughs> fascinating device because it is a it is a USB keyboard 
and it it responds to certain USB commands to say, "Hey, dump what your current hash is." Mm-hmm. And it uses a lot of system information to figure out what that hash is. But in reality, it's just a USB keyboard. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so when I was at a company that implemented these, I started looking into, well, what can you do with a YubiKey? Uh, and you can do a lot. It's actually quite easy to just hack the device to output any key string you want it to output. Uh, the the security of the YubiKey is that it requires that you touch it and it requires that you the algorithm or the the let's call it a MAC address. It's probably not a MAC address, but the, some unique key on the thing generates a random number at a, an expected rate. is a It's a standard two FA authentication thing, but it's really just a keyboard. Okay. Uh, John, so with your setup, you 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 can physically touch your UB key from where mm-hmm. you sit. Obviously, I just did. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's oh. like I have the the USB C hub mounted right under my desk, so I can reach over. I mean, I that's is that the USB C hub you shared with me? Mm-hmm. So with the with the UB key C, it's actually an NFC device as well. So you can mm-hmm. you can pull it for a key. At any given time. Yeah. So I have that one too, and that's the one I use for my laptop. Uh, actually, when I I set my laptop up to use a YubiKey, I didn't realize I was blocking password authentication. Oh, so I'm like, yeah. oh, this is, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I can log in with, and I could have sworn I read the instructions that say it works, your password will continue to work. And I sit down and I'm like, this isn't working. What's going on? Oh, okay. I need my key, and I get logged in. Sometime later, like days, weeks, months, because I don't use my laptop that often. I'm on my laptop. Everything's working fine, and I yank the key out, and not thinking, continue working. And sometime later, I go to do sudo, and I'm like, "Crap! I, I don't know. My password's not working. What the hell's well, going it's, on?" It's pronounced sudo. I, whatever. I sudo's right, John. Sudo. I. Anyway. I I ended up reinstalling my laptop because I thought I didn't know my password. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I, I remember I, that. I reinstall. I get it all set back up. I get the YubiKey working again. Again, sometime later, I go to do sudo again, and it doesn't work. And it was then that I realized, oh, I need my YubiKey for sudo as well. So when you boot, John, like like you do a you do a fresh reboot and you get to that login screen, you can just hit your UB key and it logs you in. So for the unlocking the hard drive, it's still my password. Oh right, right, right. Because right. you you've encrypted your hard drive, yeah. But to log into uh, the desktop, yes, it is the UB key, and so only I, the UB key. I I I I learned that. Um, so I have my desktop disk encrypted which has bit me in that ass so many times and I'm thinking about reinstalling it and not not encrypting the disk but for now it's encrypted 
And much like your situation, John, I have the um, the Kinesis 360 uh, keyboard, which is a wireless keyboard, uh, and that wireless capability doesn't kick in in time for me to put in my my password for my decryption of my disk. So I have I have to keep another another uh, <laughs> keyboard plugged in. <laughs> Or I have to plug this. So, so this one's nice. I, I actually, I, I just happen to have it plugged in now because I'm charging it. But this one's nice because I can actually, I can plug this one in, and it work. It works like a regular plugged-in keyboard. But most ninety-five percent of the time, it's not plugged in. Um. So yeah, that that's frustrating. <laughs> that's really frustrating. But well, yeah, the the point of security it, is to be frustrating. Well, yeah, it's definitely not convenient, right? That's all. That's always been the thing. The more convenient, know? the worse the security, right? And and the right YubiKey, I the YubiKey f- feels secure, but when someone is someone, someone has a box of a thousand of them, and says, "Take two. It feels less secure. Yeah. So while while we're on GitHub, let me go ahead and open up this next story. Copilot. Copilot X oh. is coming. <sighs> this is the next evolution of programming AI. And uh, it's getting uh, it's getting it's getting weirder, man. This one almost has me wanting to try VS Code again. Uh, they they did talk that it's coming to PHP Storm, but I don't think it's going to be there out of the box. We did Copilot. No, it's, no, it, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Why would we have this, to do Copilot again? This is Copilot X. So this this new one has like Chat GPT also functionality where you can just have a conversation while you're coding with the AI engine. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy, man. And in VS code, so they, they, they demonstrated everything in VS code and in VS code, it's like this separate window where you're, you're coding and it, it tells it like, Hey, can you improve this, this function? And it's like, yeah, it does it all. So yeah, looking, uh, looking pretty, interesting i don't i don't fucking i don't believe it what don't what part don't you believe so chat gpt all the versions are known for lying about how good their quality is Mm -hmm. all of the chat like it's 2018 it is it's 2018 Shut up, it's 2018. You're wrong. That was like a huge issue with Chat GPT, what, 3.5? Chat GPT 4, I can ask it a math question, but I can't ask it an integration question. I can't say, like, hey, how can I integrate this in a way that fits my platform? I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I, I use Chat GPT like a lot. And I can very easily say, "Hey, you know, what's the best solution for this?" It'll give me like a like an idea. I'm like, "What?" 
if I'm using a Laravel framework, how should I do it? And it will continue to give me ideas. I mean, it's like you said, it's not it's not going to be a hundred percent right all the time, no, but, but it, it gives gives you enough direction. Now, did you read in Chat GPT four? Did you have a ticket for that, by the way? I think you did, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Where's it at? Chat GPT four? Where's it at? There it is. Uh, asking chat. <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's share that. Since you want to talk about this, since you since you want to move on to your stuff. Uh, oh, let me let's move that. This is not my stuff. Over? No, 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 it's your stuff. It's fine. No, it's fine. I, no, 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 it's fine. No, 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 it's fine. Hold on. Did you did you read that article? Did you did you read that article about Chat GPT four? Oh, I'm all over building the place a here. building a business. The one that you shared, the boing boing one, asking yes. GPT four. So building a business. This, oh, this is not the first article you sent us. The the first article you sent us, Tom, I read it because it was very intriguing to me. And I'm on Chat GPT four now because of that. I read that. I'm like, hey, I want I want to bump up. How do I bump up? <coughs> uh, so I got bumped up, but. Chat Chat GPT four has like um, this conversational mode, I guess, that will help you figure out answers. Did you see that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it was very interesting. Like the the example they gave is somebody trying to work out a math problem, and Chat GPT four is explaining to the person, okay, what you want to think about is this. How would you how would you apply that to your your problem? And they give a response like, "Okay, you're close, but you're not correct. You're not doing this one part right. Let's think about it again. Do this." And but this is the key to ChatGPT. All the versions is that it is assumed correct. No, I don't think. Well, Chat, that, Chat, that's Chat GPT. Fault. That's your fault if you assume it correct. No, ChatGPT is assertive in its decisions. It says, do this, you will get more followers. Do this, you will make more money. And I added this article where a guy said, hey, I gave ChatGPT a budget of $100 to make money to build me a business. Follow me on Twitter and see how it pans out. I'll tell you exactly how it pans out. He made $140 on a sponsored post because he was popular. Well, there you go. But it was wrong. No, Again, not, not just that, not just I, that it was wrong. I, I, I it take, was wrong take, in every aspect. You're acting like, you're acting like it, it's marketed as this 100% correct way of doing things, and it's not. And I've never taken it like that. And if you do, I mean, that, that's like taking everything you say to as face value. I've learned my lesson. Been I'm a, that one enough I'm times. a podcaster. And that's an AI. And podcast, what I have so. to say does hold value. So I, I think I think much of your argument doesn't hold water because you shouldn't be looking at chat GPT that way. No, I'm, I'm saying that this as this this article potentially about, a smarter version of Google. This article about it's not going to send you chat- to a website. It's going to give you actual feedback. You're going to let me finish talking. But none of it is valuable. That's it's the wrong. key. This, I, I completely disagree with you. 
he you're, you're, ab- made... you're absolutely not using it correctly. If you if you walk away from a from a chat, chat GPT the guy who's using conversation, it most correctly, I, don't fuck the guy. I don't know who dollars. that fucking guy is. He he probably did the shit wrong. I'm saying if you walk away from a conversation and you say it had no value, that's on you. You didn't do it right. Matter of fact, there's whole Reddit posts about what they call the prompt and getting Chat GPT to prompt you for questions and give you feedback and have you dial in your prompt. Look up chat GPT prompt. They're all over the place. All these different ways to interact with chat GPT. If you're walking away with no value, that's on you. And don't use it. Nobody's making you use it. But I'm so, telling you, funny if you story. don't use it, you're selling yourself short. Especially people, now why it's free. People and, and chat GPT come sponsor PHP tech. People who have been using chat GPT recently found out that their prompts were being exposed publicly to other users because the whole idea of chat GPT is that it, uh, chat, sorry, chat GPT four is that it remembers your conversation, but it's confusing your conversation with other people's conversations. And when you logged in, you got other people's conversations in other languages. That's just, that's other- just, Flaws in in the coding. I, that's not a Chat GPT thing. That's a that's a development issue. There's I, no I, I've coding. Had that happen. There's no, 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 no coding. No. It's definitely there's definitely coding. You're, no, you're, there's you're but to a certain extent, there's no coding. When you take an AI that that handles terabytes of data, and you say, "Well, this data is private to this person," it doesn't understand that concept. Well, again, that it's a learning thing. I, I've had it. I, I've never gotten somebody else's prompts, but you've I, never said you're someone else. If you log in, if you go into ChatGPT and say, "I'm Elon Musk," what did we talk about last? Okay, ChatGPT. What I was can't saying. Tell the difference. That's, that's fine. Like I said, it's one of those things where this is an evolution, right? We're, we're at the beginning of this evolution, and we're, we're figuring out what the things we need to address. Yes, we but what are. I was it's saying is, I, I've logged, I've logged into ChatGPT. I've never gotten somebody else's prompt, but I have, I have had ChatGPT tell me, "Hey, I'm not able to display prompts. Right, I'm not able to display our history. They call it history. I'm not able to display history right now." So, yeah, that, it's it's turned. Yeah, up. but that, that, that was exposed to ten thousand other users. It's not exposed if if it's like a beta alpha, alpha thing that. Nobody is paying for it. it's. It's part of the. It's part of the process. So I. I mean, you're acting. Like, you're acting like that's. A, this is something they're not going to fix, or is, it's like this big, big flaw. This. It's. It's what. It, it's what it is. It's. No, that's two. That's two different things. They're going to fix it. It is a big flaw. Right. You know what's not a big flaw? Our supporters on Patreon. It's uh, it, I still have February up here, even though we're well into March. I might, I might even disagree with you there. <laughs> Was there more to that? There wasn't more to that. All right, so I, 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 uh, I, I dropped the ball on updating the Patreon slide apparently for this entire month. So, are you serious right now? Don't mute. Did you mute? He's killing me, John. John, are you still with us? I forgot to mute. Hey, don't, don't mute and restream. Don't forget that. Did you mute and restream? Look no, at me. I, I, I muted his mic. Oh, nice job. Nice job. But I was late. It was after he 
suck yeah. on that thing. Yeah. So, anyways, this stream is, believe it or not, better because of our Patreon supporters. It's hard to see that today, but uh, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy with with where we're at, and I'm happy with our Patreon supporters. And I'm looking forward Thank to you, seeing many of you patrons. at Tech. I hope uh, our Patreon supporters uh, got a secret code early in the sale of PHP Tech, so they could have gotten a ticket for pretty doggone cheap. And that only went out to the supporters on Patreon. So I do, we do appreciate you, and we try to we try to do as much as we can. I, I I know we're like way behind on sending out stickers. Um, I think we've got like three or four. The last three or four, like maybe Chris, maybe Jeffrey. I don't I don't know. Jeffrey is a champ. Got your hey champ. You're in Discord. Did you get your stickers, champ? I think champ got his and. Uh, Jeffrey and somebody somebody turned it off. Who turned it off? Don't turn off my don't turn off my supporters. So you guys here at the end of the end of the list will get you stickers. Holly got stickers. I know Holly got stickers. Beck Beck's got stickers. Beck's got Beck got stickers. Beck's look. Oh, well, that's not a that's not a PHP ugly mug. But Beck, Beck's uh, Beck's going going sticker crazy, making all sorts of cool things. But yeah. First, are we going to talk about the perks that Beck gets? Champ, you are a liar. You really didn't get him, Champ? All right, how far back do I have to go then? All right, well, I'm going to have to figure that out. We we have it on a spreadsheet. Champ, you know you're going to get yours. You'll get yours. Okay, what what did you say, Tom? I Tom? said, are we going to talk about the perks that Beck gets? Because that's a different set of perks. Well, there's all sorts of perks, man. All sorts of perks. Actually, I'm the one that gets the perks. It's a perk having her yeah. as a wife. Doing your own goddamn laundry? That's a perk. Yeah. All right. So since we're talking about GitHub, <laughs> since we're talking about Microsoft, somebody brought this to my attention today. But Microsoft apparently is making a run for Notion. Uh, we've really? talked about no- Notion in the past. And check this out, John. Wait till you see this. So Notion is is this like uh, I don't know how to explain it. Look at their version of it, John, right here. Tell me, tell me that's not like almost a complete <laughs> rip off. It's like, like a it's like a markdown page editor. It's not though. Like everything's a database. Like that's the thing you got to get your head around as a developer. It. I I went to Notion thinking I was doing a Evernote replacement, which I don't know why I felt like I needed that. I've been using Evernote for like twenty years. Just wanted something different. I, I wanted something that I could do in Markdown. So to, to Tom's point, you can do a lot of you can do Markdown in Notion. So I looked at Notion, and I'd been using it wrong for like a couple of years. You know, just trying to use it as a, a Evernote, where I just would do these onesie twosies notes. Then I got my head around the fact that no, it's a document store, and everything, everything is a database. And every document is is a database, and it's once I got my head around that, man, it got crazy. And and we're just scratching the surface. We are use they sponsoring Notion. us? They need mm, to. They should. We use it extensively. Oh, I know we do. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> shut up. So I <laughs> the I problem. Was, <laughs> shut up. If, if, if they're not sponsoring us, that's great. So I w- I was. The person who shared this with me, I was sharing with them, 
that first thing I'm completely surprised that Microsoft just didn't buy notion. Like there had to have been some sort of reason that didn't happen. But if you ever worked in a Microsoft shop, which I did for years, you understand that Microsoft's big push for years was SharePoint. Everybody had to use SharePoint. SharePoint was going to fix all your problems. And it never did. It just it just created so many more problems. This, this I think, is what they always saw SharePoint being. Like this, this is a SharePoint killer. Well, it's not a killer, right? It's their it's their same product. But with this, you no longer need SharePoint. It's this is actually a really good fit for Microsoft because this they've been trying to get in into this field for a while while. I think maybe Notion caught them on their heels a little bit and they realized, oh, crap, that's what we've been trying to do since the early 2000s. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Uh, I don't know. I'm personally not going to use it, but it's uh, it's interesting. It's going to see where it goes, man. I don't know. It's, uh, it's going to be a thing. All right. What other smart-ass my- remark did you have? No. Tom? Hold on, let me, let me pull up my list of the smartest remarks. Go ahead, John. <laughs> I, I, I love how we use Notion. I just wish their API would allow me to download a page as oh, Markdown. Gosh. I can yeah. export it as Markdown, but I can't use the API to get it as Markdown. I, I, I'm actually surprised how much you've done with their APIs because they seem so challenging to work with. It took you a, do a while. For for while those of you that don't know, Notion is our entire uh, pipeline for the release of the magazine. So all the contributors, or all the contributors, have the option of contributing in Notion. But even if they don't, their articles get imported into Notion, and then they get put into a pipeline and gets pushed along. And John's done all this crazy shit with uh, their APIs uh, with to use with our pipeline. It's been really kind of yeah, pretty the, the impressive. Big, the big thing is exporting, like getting an article back and downloading all the pieces and parts, but you don't just download a markdown file. So we could manually go to each article export to, uh, to markdown, which includes a, a zip file with the markdown, all the images that might be in there and, and other information, and then have to, manually unzip it, move it to the right place. Now I have a simple command line script. I just include the UUID of that page, but processing the the JSON that comes back and it's iterative. So you get back this blob of JSON and then within that it might each little block might say, hey, this has children. And then you got to go back out and get more data. Interesting. And and a paragraph isn't a paragraph. A paragraph could be right. broken up and Blocks. here's the, be- the beginning of the text that's normal here's the next part of the text that is bold or italic or whatever and you have to look at all those flags and it's just oh like, really uh. so it's, it's not even it's I, I so i always if you understand how it works there aren't really paragraphs like john said but they're everything's like a block but you're mm-hmm. saying inside that block that, that what you explained well it's happen? it's just it's just con- a con- continuous set of blocks that you have to then parse and say oh this block has the the it is a rich text block that has the bold flag enabled oh, and then you so then i have to take that and say 
oh, for Markdown, I have to put asterisks around this to be bold. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is italic. Oh, this is strike through, whatever. And then for the first time last month, I had to deal with <clears throat> with tables, which mm-hmm. we hadn't had to deal with yet. And that's a whole other beast of a table is almost like a database and you have to go in and grab all, all the rows. It's, gotcha. it's intense. All right, Tom, if you want to move on from Notion, which Notion, if you want to sponsor PHP Tech or run an advertisement in PHP Architect, reach out to us. You'll, you'll be right in line behind better health, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom. You're uh, muted. You're muted, did you, Tom. Did you mute yourself, Tom? Did you mute yourself and restream, Tom? Please don't get me fired. Tom, look at me and tell me if you muted yourself and restream. Yes, I did. Please don't get me fired. I literally said, don't do that. Like, what, three minutes earlier? <laughs> Tom, do you remember Ooh, who the whoops. first employee for Laravel was? Taylor, Taylor Atwell. He's the founder. Mohammed. Oh. Mohammed said, right. You're right, Tom. Mohammed said. Mohammed he said. Was, he, was, uh, he was over in Egypt. He posted a very interesting post that I was unaware of. Um, this is a little gossipy, but I felt it's relevant because we talk about Laravel a lot. So we he, do gossip. We do gossip as well. He he made a post that talks about losing sixty percent of his life savings, leaving his home country. Uh, you know, did a bunch of gained some weight, but the one that was most interesting is lost my place at Laravel. So apparently he's no longer at Laravel. He doesn't say he was necessarily fired, or if he was fired, that's a very interesting way to word it. I think a very diplomatic way to, to word it. But the way that it's stated, it's like it almost sounds like it was his fault. I don't know. I don't know what happened. So I'm not even speculating what happened. They, and he doesn't touch on okay, why he's so no longer at Laravel. Just to be clear, we're we're doing pure laravel gossip right now well i don't know if i don't think there's anything to gossip about i mean unless you know something which you clearly didn't remember who it was so you don't know anything well you know how i feel about laravel so he doesn't explain what happened he explains a long post yeah he explains everything else going on in his life he he had uh he had a kid I, I guess you know the kid had had oh, yeah, you know, some it. issues um, that you know no, he, had, no. he had to work on. Uh, he he left. I, I think was he in Egypt? He left wherever he was and went somewhere else to another country. And like the way he said is left. What do you say? He left it for good or something? Yeah, uh, yeah. Left my home country for good. Um, so I mean, he, he's got a lot going on in his life. Uh, I- just, this kind of like came to be, out of nowhere. To be clear, the English translation of for good means for better. Right. In, well, in, I mean, in, in I, English, for good means forever. In translation, for good means to do better in my life. Okay, so you're you're implying maybe maybe he's not saying he's never going back. He's right. Saying I'm saying for good means to do good for myself. Yeah. Not not forever. 
Yeah, so it was weird. I was just curious if you had if you knew anything because I I don't keep track of this stuff very closely, and I know you've kind of fallen out of the whole. I world did, world. you know, I I kept track of this very carefully. Um, the Laravel community is real tight knit and real fierce. It, it I I have seen people who are deeply ingrained in Taylor's inner circle just get shut out. Uh, and I've seen people who are total assholes. Didn't mean to do that. I've seen people who are total assholes on the PR side of things get backed up by Taylor. And I don't know and I don't care anymore. It, it, it meant a lot to me for a long time. Laravel meant a lot to me. But as somebody who's not a Laravel developer anymore, the the drama around Laravel is sad. I don't I don't have to be involved in it. I don't want to be involved in it, and I'm not involved in it. But there's a lot of weird shit that happens within the Laravel community where people piss the wrong person off or say the wrong thing. But that's in any anything. It's not just a Laravel thing. Well, no, absolutely. It's consistent with Richard Stallman, with, with all of these open source developers. Uh, we've talked in the past about how Taylor calls like openly calls himself a uh, BDFL benevolent dictator for life. And that's true in so much open source stuff where like, you don't have to call yourself that because no one calls you out. But there are a lot of people who have that mindset about, you know, I contributed 90% of the code and I called it open source, but it's still mine. And I don't, I don't care about those people anymore. Yeah, cool. it's, I'm, it's, I'm glad it's not a problem for you. I like Muhammad. That uh, is a problem. It, it, I like just, I like Muhammad. I wish the best for him. I hope everything's working out for him. He was he was a good person. He did a lot. He did a lot for Laravel as, as the uh, number one employee. And I hope everything. Hope everything's going well for him. That's that's uh, all I really when, when you say. have to leave your home country, it's sad. Like yeah. obviously, there's there's a lot going on. It's not just a work oh, thing. Obvious. There's, there's... Yeah, that's right. So he's a good guy. Uh, he he mentioned how, you know where I guess where he lives now. He has a really good friend who's helping him out and. So yeah, uh, Muhammad. If if I know you listen to this show, I'm pretty sure you listen to it a couple times a week. Uh, you know, ping me, man. I hope it's ping not me. a couple times a week. Let me. Let I me hope know it's if I can just do once anything a week for you. Your 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 once a week is all I can handle. You. He listens hey, a man. couple times because English, not first language, it sounds like. So it's gotta listen twice. Um, uh, Discord. I'm gonna I'm gonna be real honest with you. I haven't seen one title suggestion come in, so don't make me work. I don't know if I have my uh, thumbnail creator with me tonight. 
So for those that don't know, if you want to participate in the show by s- supplying title suggestions in Discord, do an exclamation point title and then whatever you want to come up with. Make it funny. Make it funny. But the funnier, the more of a chance that we'll use it. Right. And then if you if you include a title and then give a suggestion on a thumbnail, you can probably get Tom in a tutu. Okay, I I just spent did quite it a, one time. I spent one time quite a John. bit of time deleting all those pictures today, so <laughs> All right. We good? We have anything else to talk about? I feel like I I feel like I uh I hogged the show. No, we're an hour and 20 in. Uh PHP Tech coming up fast. If you want to please join us out there. It will be fun. We uh have a lot of a lot of good plans and I'm excited about it. You're muted, Tom. Cool. Okay, now you're not uh, no, muted. Don't don't Well he was it, he was breathing right in the microphone. I had to. Oh, now you're muted. Oh, so you unmuted him the first time? Is that what you're saying? Oh, okay. Now he's just doing baseball signals. He, he, he wants a fastball right down the center. <clears throat> hey, uh, John, have you been watching the, the World Baseball Series? I need, I need to. I've seen it mentioned multiple times, and I have not it's, it's over, found it. So you, you missed it. <laughs> it was All a right, great so series. I'll go watch it now. It was a great series, man. Uh, it was really good. It was really good. So, yeah. Yeah, we we're in spring training, baby. Spring training is coming to an end. Play some baseball again. If it ever if stops it raining, I don't think it ever stops raining. No kidding. Freaking, we're two months into our little league season, and we've had a couple of practices and a couple of games. We've been rained out more than we've had practices and games. It's frustrating, and it just it's, doesn't stop. I, I don't know about time to start there, printing up here. It doesn't stop. Start printing those <laughs> rain trophies. Yeah, like. It's a lot. Yeah, it, it would have been great if you could have played, but there was rain. All right, that's it. We're going to wrap this up. If you're watching the live stream, you're you're more than welcome to hang out with us after the show. If you're listening to the audio stream, maybe join us live sometime. Or just subscribe to our YouTube channel and, and hit the subscribe button. And the uh, after show is uh, on there as well. So... But for now, this will do it for episode 328. I'm Eric. I'm John. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Keep it ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'm going to drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'm going to send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me. Shouts out to PHP, the ugly. It's called ugly, cause it's not professional. But I'm about to come through and bless it with style. So let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room. Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom That came from Thomas Yeah, can nobody go beyond this I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish We talking about the PHP, the programming language About to break it down, no exaggeration What do y'all do for a living web application?
patience, okay, I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they're getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying, it's lovely, let's go, yeah, come on.